Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. (laughs) Now, though, it is uh, time to talk NFL and... The GOAT, the man they call the GOAT of the NFL, is, of course, Tom Brady. And uh, we thought he was done. He'd called it. He'd, he'd said, no, I'm done. I've had enough. And uh, I saw yesterday there was a guy paid uh, $500,000 US for the last ball he threw as a t- for a touchdown in the NFL. Don't know how much that's worth. Now, to talk to us about that and a few other things is Mike Carlson, an NFL expert uh, out of London. G'day, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. I thought when you said the, the goat, of, I thought you were introducing me. I was feeling really <laughs> flattered. <laughs> well, you are you are the goat of NFL journalists. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it, mate. I mean, you know, it's a, you've got all the credentials. Uh, I mean, you you went to college with uh, with Bill Belichick. Obviously, Tom Brady spent some time with Bill Belichick. I I kind of I kind of yeah. look at this and go, well. You know what? What is it, what's in this for Tom Brady? Why is he coming back now? Given that, you know, he's proved everything, hasn't he? I mean, the whole reason he went to Tampa was to prove to people that hey, it's not Belichick winning these Super Bowls; it's me. I think that's exactly right. And and I was saying when he, you know, remember now he never actually announced he was retiring. He just said that 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 would be his last year, <laughs> but he never ever. He never, ever used the word retirement. And he hadn't, you know, when you retire, you basically file with the team and the team contacts the league and says you're retired, blah, blah, blah. So I, I felt then that, you know, he had won his Super Bowl in the first year. Last year, um, the team got to the conference final and Brady got, um, they, they fell way behind. Brady made some mistakes. Second half, he was brilliant. They they tied the game. They lost right at the end of the game. Um, he had two statistically tremendous years because he was basically free free to throw at will, which he only was a few years in New England. Um, so, yeah, he had proven everything that needed to be proved. He could be a success in another environment. Um, the Patriots, meanwhile, are still in a rebuilding mode without him. And um, you got the feeling that rather than come back for another year, he where he probably wouldn't, the team wouldn't do as well, and maybe he wouldn't. Um, it was a good time to bow out. He was still more or less on top. You know, the, the, the last not winning the Super Bowl didn't tarnish his image at all because they had a great season. He personally had a great season. So I said, okay, take him at his word. You know, he, he's probably going to spend more time with the family, you know. And then yesterday he said, you know, well, after two months, well, Tom, it wasn't two months. <laughs> it was 40 days. <laughs> it was like it was like Christ going off into the desert and then coming back and saying, 
hey, I, I, I want to I play football again. You know, this family stuff is overrated, you know. Or maybe he made, made a deal with Giselle or whatever. But, you know, it was funny seeing him out there at Manchester United. And, of course, you know, everybody knows the Glazers own Manchester United and they own Tampa Bay Bucks, um, you know, but after the after the game, he's down on the field with Ronaldo, and and Ronaldo's what thirty seven, thirty eight, yeah, um, which is old for for a football player. Um, and you know, and Ronaldo was saying, "You're finished, right?" And Brady made this face, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, you know, and and so um, I think I think maybe Ronaldo had been talking to Giselle and got the wrong impression. I I don't know. Um, but you know the other thing that people have brought up, which I, I don't, I, I hate to think it was really a factor, but when he announced this, he had wanted to do it like on his own time, mm. um, you know, a, between the the end of the season and the Super Bowl, and not distract, blah blah blah, but still get, um, but still get the maximum attention. And of course, some of the um, the NFL Twitter monsters leaked it. Someone leaked it to one of them and it was all over Twitter. So he, he was kind of forced into the decision. And I, I think if you're looking for a reason, it's basically just that competitive fire. He you, thinks he can still go and he wants to go. There, there has been some speculation. You mentioned that he was sent at Old Trafford and of course Cristiano Ronaldo scored a hat trick, uh, became the all-time leading goal scorer in professional football as he did so. And there's some uh, Ronaldo fanboys, some Manchester United supporters saying Manchester United got Tom Brady. Cristiano Ronaldo got Tom Brady out of retirement. Uh, that He watched that and went, man, I'm not done. I miss this. I want to be that guy again. I think it's. I think there could be some truth in that. Although, you know, you, you get the sense that whatever he's decided, he's talked to people, not least his family, but also his, you know, his physical advisor or whatever, maybe his financial advisors. Uh, you know, he's producing a movie about himself. He's been, like a lot of celebrities, backing the uh, Ponzi scheme that is cryptocurrency. Um, and, and, you know... I, I don't think it was spontaneous, but I do think there was an amount of, of I think you're absolutely right. There was that amount of kind of, well, if he can do it, <laughs> so 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 can I. And obviously, there's there's a great it's a it make a really interesting article. You know, the comparisons be, between a 38 year old striker and and uh, a 45 year old quarterback, um, because obviously he's taken more punishment more or less. But in football, the big thing that happens is, is that you just, you lose that quickness and you keep your skill. And, you know, I know ice hockey really well. I know lacrosse really well, which are skill sports. So a guy who can handle the stick really well and who can absorb hits and stuff like that can continue his career. Um, even though his, his speed has gone, say, or, and Ronaldo's kind of on that, on that kind of end of the spectrum because he's such a skilled player. Um, his short area quickness might be diminished. His, his running speed might be diminished by quite a bit, but as long as he's got that skill, he's valuable in that sense. And Brady, um, for a quarterback, unlike most NFL players, nowadays a quarterback's life is relatively easier than it was, say, 30 years ago when a defender could could jump over a blocker and hit you helmet to helmet two seconds after you'd let go of the ball and there wouldn't be a penalty. 
nowadays they're they're protected, which doesn't make it easy, but it makes it a little bit easier. And and a quarterback's biggest problem, unless he's a running quarterback, of which nowadays there are a few, but Brady is an old fashioned pure pocket passer, um, is that you you absorb the damage and eventually it's just not worth playing anymore. But Brady's become very good over his career at avoiding injury. I mean, he, you know, little nicks here and there, but no big injuries since he, since he um, did his knee many, many years ago. Um, and he's kept remarkably flexible because that's what happens when you take all these hits too, is that you start to develop arthritis in your throwing shoulder or bursitis or one of the itises, you know, and, <laughs> and you lose cartilage. Well, and, and, um, his passing arm is still pretty much as strong as it, as it has been. So he wins games with his mind and is able to keep himself out of most trouble the same way. You know, he, he can see what's happening. He knows what the defense is going to do. It lets him get the ball away quickly. It lets him avoid, you know, too many sacks. And so I just think he looks at it as I'm physically capable of going for another year. I love the competition, if if you know if Ronaldo can do it, why can't I do it? I think that's a it's a really good point. Uh, on that though, uh, you know, we talk about uh, guys like Patrick Mahomes and you know those running quarterbacks. We're seeing the modern quarterback, if you like. Is there a danger that Brady becomes outdated, outmoded, and it becomes a man out of his time? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't think so. Uh, yes, yes, football's changing a lot, but in his time at New England, he played in a number of different styles. You know, in his early years, they were really a running team. They wanted to run the ball, play defense, and win games. When he had Randy Moss, they were a downfield passing team all the time. When they After they lost Randy Moss, Gronk, Gronk came in, Aaron Hernandez came in. They were a multiple varied offense, and then they became, for a few years, a dink-and-dunk kind of offense, much more like a lot of the modern spread teams. So apart from the fact that he doesn't run, except in in five-alarm emergencies, um... I think I think he can he's adjusted to that modern game, and and interestingly to me, I thought that one of the major factors in the year they won the Super Bowl was that when they had that sort of midseason tur- turnaround, we know that Brady and Arian sat down and talked about the offense. And from that time onward, it was a Brady offense, not a Bruce Arians offense. Because a Bruce Arians offense has always been about the quarterback getting back in the pocket and throwing the ball to receivers running deep, which means slow developing pass patterns. And his quarterbacks over the years took a beating. Andrew Luck took a beating. Carson Palmer took a beating. All of the guys who had to replace Carson Palmer when he couldn't go took a beating. And I think Brady just said, look, if we're going to win, we've got the receivers to win if we play my way, which is to get the ball to them more quickly, more often. And and that's what they did. They went to a more play action as well, um, really successfully. I, I think I don't think the game will pass him by. And, and you know, the way as defenses adjust to the more wide open football, the ability to read defenses becomes so much more important. Uh, if you don't know what the defense is going to pull on you, it doesn't matter how 
you know, talented you are. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not saying he can't read a defense because he's a smart athlete and, and he has that kind of savvy from a young age. Russell Wilson's like that because they were they were professional level athletes while they were still young. Wilson actually played professional baseball. But but if you're a guy, say like Josh Allen and in his first couple of years, they were teaching him about reading defenses and he was using his legs to make up for the fact that he didn't see it ahead of time. Now that he sees it coming, he can outrun it. So that, that made it easy. Not everybody can do that. You know, that, that, that takes a special talent as well. It does, it does. Uh, well, thanks for coming on and talking about Tom Brady, Mike. But I do want to ask you before we let you go, because uh, you are so learned in the game, um, uh, there's something that I've been scratching my head over. Uh, as you know, as a Raiders fan, I was gutted when Amari Cooper left for the Cowboys. So you can imagine my confusion yeah. when I see the Cowboys letting Amari Cooper go to the Browns for a fifth-round draft pick and a sixth-round draft pick. To me, that makes absolutely no sense and completely undervalues the player Amari Cooper is. It undervalues him um, in, re- in real terms. Uh, but the, the point of the trade from Dallas's uh, perspective was to get rid of the salary cap hit that he has. Um, he still can perform at a high level, but it's not a high enough level to justify what it's costing the team. Um, and that's what you're going to see. The free agency period officially starts on Wednesday, but it has actually started now. And what you're going to see is a lot of maneuvering with money in mind. It's an issue of of how you keep your salary cap alive while while you spend, you know, um, Brady's actually a bargain at $20 million cap hit. He only gets $9 million in salary. Um, Amari Cooper's cap hit was, was uh, like 30000 million uh, dollars, and you're going to see a lot of that um, coming up. And I know when you say it, when you do your basketball, say hi to Andrew Gaze. Um, John Amici and I worked with him uh, in the 2012 Olympics in London. Uh, and he's a great guy, really, he, and he was a great basketball player as well. Yeah, he was, he was. And just one more thing before you go, Mike, this has just broken in the last hour or two that Mitch Trubisky is being signed by the Steelers to replace Ben Roethlisberger. What do you make of that as a, as a like-for-like? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what that's about. Um, Trubisky looked pretty good in preseason last year in Buffalo. He didn't, he didn't hardly play um, during the season. But when you watched what happened in Chicago with, with the quarterback carousel that they ran there, high draft picks, free agent signings, uh, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields coming in, people are starting to think maybe Trubisky wasn't the problem in Chicago, but it was Matt Nagy and the coaching staff that was the problem in Chicago. And they're willing to give him, remember, he was the second guy drafted in his year coming out of college. Um, a lot a lot of potential there. And so the Steelers, I think, are willing to, to give him a shot. And again, financially, he's a bargain. They have um, Mason Rudolph on the roster. They have Dwayne Haskins, who was a first-round pick in Washington a couple of years ago, and he washed out there. None of those guys are making huge money. They can basically throw the three of them against the wall to see which one sticks. And I, I don't think this precludes them from either drafting a quarterback, though there's nobody in this draft that you, you would be confident right now putting in as a starter. Um, in their rookie season, but they could draft a very talented quarterback like Malik Willis, say, who needs, you know, needs experience and all, and just sit him for a year while they see which of these guys might be able to take the team 
uh, take the team forward. I, I think uh, you know it's it's kind of there was a lot of laughing going on. <laughs> when it was announced, you know, and um, but I but I think uh, you know there is a sort of method in that madness. They they might have been looking at signing a big name free agent. You know, maybe they had their eye um, on on Deshaun Watson or something like that. But but um, the, Watson will go to somebody. But the money problems and the legal problems probably make that um, that not possible. I think they probably wanted Russell Wilson, but Wilson went to Denver. Um, in a big trade with um, with Seattle uh, about four or five day, four or five days ago, um, and he would have been a great fit in Pittsburgh. But um, I think Denver is sort of more Super Bowl ready. Uh, Denver is one of those teams that think kind of like the Rams last year. If we get if we get the star quarterback, that's going to be what puts us over the hump. And you know, worked with Brady in in Tampa, it worked with Matt Stafford in in L.A. And uh, Denver, I think, will be hoping that it works with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I, we, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Might thank you uh, for, for, for for coming <laughs> Every, on. Everything is right. Yeah, everything and is. That's up. not even talking about. Yeah, that's not even talking about the England Ireland match, which I watched on my birthday and celebrated. Well, the, the and, and speaking of a whole other conversations, uh, Friday morning tight end is you, mate. Yeah, people can find you at patreon.com for all your NFL writing and uh, and tips during the season too. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's Mike Carlson, FMTE at, at Patreon. Yep. Good stuff, Mike. Really appreciate your time this morning. Go well. Oh, thanks, Ricardo. See ya. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.